0: Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Praise the Lord. Good morning. I'm so glad to see all of you here today. I pray that you're having a wonderful experience in the house of God so far. Because that's what we, our desire is at One Cause Church. We don't just want to come and check off something on a religious list of things to do. We come here to experience God. Can I get a good amen this morning to experience His glory and His presence and His people and His power? Amen. Because all of it's here. He said, when you gather, I'm there. When you gather, I'm there. Let's not ever take this casually. Amen. Because you get what you expect. You get what you're hungry for. And uh, so I want to just encourage you. you. Your hunger can never outweigh his supply. So be hungry, stay hungry, because he has a lot to give you. And whatever you will draw from the Lord, he will give to you. He will do it in abundance, and because the scripture says that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And uh, I'm just grateful to God to know that today he's on my side. Aren't you glad to know that he's on your side? Amen. He really is. He's for you. He's not against you. Amen. He loves you very much. He's not angry with you. He could be, but he's not. He got over that. He got over his anger at at mankind and our sin because he believed that Jesus' sacrifice was enough and it fully satisfied his wrath and fully bridged the gap between God and man, fallen man and God. And I thank God for Jesus who willingly gave up his life for our sins. And he was buried in a tomb, but God raised him from the dead three days later. You know, you serve a God who's alive today, who died and is alive again. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, and he's on your side, and the scripture says Jesus is making intercession for us. That is, he's pleading on our behalf. He's there seated next to the right hand of God, praying for us even right now. That's how on your side he is today. So be encouraged. Be encouraged in that. that God loves you. And he wants the best for you. So I, I want us to uh, take our Bibles and go to the book of Genesis. Um, turn to somebody and just say these words. It's time to upgrade. It's time to upgrade. It's time to upgrade. Amen. You know, the Christian life, the Christian way, the Christian walk is one of continual renewing. You now, one, one part of you being your spirit, which really is the essence of who you are, when God made us, He made us in His image, and He made us a tripart being, spirit, soul, and body there 's a lot to you there 's a lot more to you than what you can see, and the essence of who you are is spirit. God is spirit, the scripture says, and we are spirits because we 're made in His image, and we are housed in this body, and we have our soul, which is made up of our mind and our will and our emotions, our attitudes, our imaginations, and those kinds of things and um, and so, the, in, in all of that, we have a instruction. We have an instruction from the scriptures to be renewing our minds, to always be thinking renewal. Your spirit has been fully renewed, thank God. Jesus, you couldn't do that. Jesus did it for you. The scripture says, "Therefore, having been justified by faith, that your only part in that deal was to believe it." to believe that Jesus died for your sins and that God raised him from the dead and by that you are made a whole new creation in Christ. And so now we we live our lives from the inside out. See Christians aren't like Christianity isn't like other religions. Other religions are striving for perfection or striving for getting better. That's not that's not our experience. Our experience is we're striving or we're we're living from perfection not for perfection. Because perfection is who we are in the Spirit. Now, here's the deal. You've got to get your mind wrapped around that, and you've got to act like that's true. And, and so you're going to have to make some new choices, some new decisions, and get some new thoughts in your head. And that's why the Scripture is saying that we have to be transformed by the renewing. Your Spirit is fully renewed, but let me say this. You are continually having to renew this mind. And we'll never come to the full fruition of renewal until we see Him. So for the rest of your life, you're in process. Amen. All right. Isn't that fun? In process. But but you're, you're coming at it from a place of perfection, of a place of peace with God, of a place of victory, of a place of authority. Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 26. Well, first I got to tell you this. This policeman is walking down this street in a busy city, and he sees this man dressed I mean in full tilt and cowboy garb. He's got the hat, he's got the booze and sp- booze, the boots, <laughs> the boots and spurs, the chaps. Him, I mean he's he's got the whole gear on the, the the overcoat, everything, uh duster, six shooters, and so he approaches him and ask him ask him his name. The cowboy says, Call me Tex. He said Your name's Tex, so can I assume you're from Texas then? He said, no, I'm from Louisiana. But I couldn't very well have you call me Louise. (laughs) It's time to upgrade these jokes. Well, I haven't heard you say amen like that in a long time. But today I'm going to teach you. Mind, Mind control. Control. That was perfect. And then maybe you're sitting here thinking, I knew there was something weird about this church. Well, we haven't got the snakes out yet. Just hang on. <laughs> that is a joke. That really is a joke. No, listen to me. Um, This is important that you and I catch this and, and not only catch this truth, and I know many of you know this, but it's something that you have to continually stay aware of, that you are in control of your thoughts. You are. That's one of the greatest gifts God gave us as humans, the right to choose. The animal kingdom doesn't get that. They just have to work off instinct, but you have a right to choose. You have a right to choose. You have a privilege to choose. You have a responsibility to choose. And um, you're going to learn how to, to get this thing that maybe has caused you difficulty in your life and trouble to now become a blessing to you and not a hindrance. So the Bible has lots to say about this. And um, so I want to, we're going to start today in it. There's no way I'll finish this today. Uh, so maybe next Sunday in the... And the one after that, well, next Sunday I won't because Dr. Holler will be here with us next Sunday. So, but the next week after that, we'll get into it. But let's read what the scripture says in Genesis chapter one because if, we, we, un, we need to understand that our, we have a responsibility in our thinking. And that is to control what we think, to, to determine what we're going to think, to set our minds on things above, as the scripture says, to, to let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. So what does that look like? How do we do that? How can we get our thoughts working for us to take us into greater things, to help us experience peace in a greater level, and joy, and success, and good things? Amen? Anybody want that today? All right, so you come to the right place. Then God said, let us make man in our image. I want you to say this, I am made in his image. According to his likeness, say, I'm like, him. I'm like him. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And I say this, I have dominion. You see what God, this is, the, this is our makeup. This is the very beginning, and God helps us peek into what we are and who we are. We're not accidents waiting for somewhere to happen. We are created by design and purpose from Almighty God. And what's so cool is He made us like Him. We're made in His image. We are made after His likeness, and we are made to have dominion. You understand why it's important now? Because you are that powerful of a being in the earth, why you've got to get the right thoughts. So that your life, can be one that reflects what he designed it to be and to do. Amen. Now, have, I asked the earlier service this. How many of you have ever bought a piece of furniture from Ikea and wanted to, assemb- to assemble that piece of furniture from Ikea specifically? Okay, okay. Look around. I want, if somebody has their hand up next to you, I want you to put their arm around them and tell them it's going to be Okay. It's going to be all right. I mean, because even their instructions, first of all, you have to find English. And then once you find English, you realize whoever wrote that English, that's not their first language. (laughs) They were guessing at English when they wrote this out, like Virginie. And. But, but, but first, come on, guys, we, we all get this, right? We, we want to tackle this without looking at the instruction, in, instructions. That's just kind of how it, because we're made to dominate. So I don't need this guy's instructions. I'm going to take this on by myself. I don't need a map. I know exactly where I'm going. Now, am I talking to any guys in here at all in the room today? Okay, and some of you girls are like that too. But you're usually smarter than us in that realm. But then you realize you put this thing together, you put this piece of furniture or whatever it may be, and you're trying to do it of your own accord, and you're having to put things together and then take things apart because you realize you put the wrong part in the wrong place with the wrong size screw. And once you get through all of that, then you've got a bunch of spare parts (laughs) left over. Going, Well, I don't know where these go. But see, the one who built it knows everything about it. The one who created you knows everything about you. See, he knows how your life is to operate because you are like him. And he knows how to bring you into success, and he knows how to bring you joy and peace. He knows how to get the desires in your heart in your life, from out of your heart into your your experience. And if you delight in him, the scripture says he will give you the desires of your heart. and, And he's leading you on a path that is leading you to glory and to joy and to life. Because Jesus said, I came. This is why I came, that you may have life and have abundance in this life. So he's offered us a way. He's offered us a path of life and abundance in this life. So we need to, we need to go to the instruction manual. We need to go to the one who created the, us and say, you know what, I figured something out. I'm not God, and I'm sorry for playing like I was. I got myself in a real mess here, so I need to come here. I'm here to the, facing the manufacturer, and I'm asking you to show me how to do this. And you know what the Scripture says? That when you ask for wisdom from God, He gives it without going, I told you so, like we do. Thank God He's better than us in that way. He doesn't rebuke us in that moment. He doesn't say, it's about time. No, He welcomes us. and says, okay, I'm glad you asked. Let me help you. He knows everything there is to know. And not only that, but he himself became a man. God became a man. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and he walked amongst us so that he could experience what you've experienced. So he could feel what you feel, so he could see what you see, and that he could endure any temptation that you've endured. The Scripture says he was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. So Jesus was tempted. So I want to encourage you today, just because you're tempted by something doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you're human. It means you're human. Being tempted isn't the problem. It really isn't. But see, here's, there's a game the enemy likes to play with this and that. It tries to get us identified with what we're tempted by. So we immediately get these wrong thoughts in our head about ourselves and about this situation. Rather than understanding that whatever temptation comes, the Scripture says that God provides the way of escape along with that temptation that's not coming from Him. He provides the way out. So that's the time to start looking, where's the escape hatch? How do I get out of here? And a lot of times, especially, you know, you younger people who are, things are raging on the inside of your body. I'll just say it like that. I know you young guys, you only got one thing on your mind for several times throughout the day and the night. Your body's talking to you. Got all kinds of things happening. And so the Lord has an answer for you. I love this. I love this. How to overcome temptation in several ways. But when it comes to lust, the Bible says, run! That's your only solution. Get out of there! You can't sit there and go, Boy, I wish this would go away. It ain't gonna go away. Run for your life. <laughs> Flee youthful lust. I love that. Even if you have to physically run, and most of the time it is <laughs> a physical run, get out of there. Because that's going to be hard to persuade once things, well, okay. I've got to keep it church. God made one species of man and, and two types, male and female. And I love this. He uses himself as a pattern to make us, made us with his personality and in his likeness. And Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 says this, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. We need to catch that truth. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So turn to somebody and tell them, you are what you think. Or what you think is what you are. What you think is what you are. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Now, I'm going to come back to that in a little bit because the key here is is heart. Notice it didn't say head. Head. as he thinks in his heart, because that is who you are. And the true you, the real you, flows out of the heart. The Scripture says that guard your heart. Out of it come the issues of life. But sometimes we get this confused with this. And the heart of a believer is one that is speaking the truth to you on a regular basis. The inner man, that which is connected to God, he who is one... He, Get it together, Eric. He who is joined to the Lord, I'm sorry, is one spirit with him. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 17. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So there's no separation spiritually uh, between you and God. So you're, you're so connected, you're in such rich, constant communion with God. And And so your heart, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Not here, here. That's good to know. So what the scripture teaches us is that in 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 Hebrews chapter four and verse twelve, it says this: For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. This is how sharp the Word of God is. It's able to divide soul from spirit and of joints and marrow, speaking of the flesh, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. See, even the Word, even God knows who you really are. He knows where the, real, the truthful thoughts are, the thoughts of the heart. And as you think in your heart, so are you. So we got to get this to reflect this. Because if you're not careful, you will, be, you will absolutely be living a lie by what you think here, not what you think here. You're not going to be the real you. You're not going to come into the essence of who you are and what God has planned for you if you're only judging your life, yourself, your identity, what you do by right here. That's right. Who was it that sang, listen to your heart? <laughs> was that heart that sang that? Roxette? Yeah. Roxette. That Roxette, Roxette, was it Roxette? Listen your heart. Y'all remember that? I don't know. That's all I can remember right now. Yeah. Roxette. <laughs> yeah, the blonde haired lady. Okay. <laughs> L- listen, because it's important to know, here's, here's the thing. Your heavenly father is thinking good thoughts towards you. We have plenty of proof from that in the scriptures. The fact that he's not holding our sins against us tells us one thing. He's thinking good things toward us. He's not holding any of your failures against you. He's not. He, did, he got satisfied in his son's death and the price that he paid for all of our failures and all of our flaws and all of our misgivings, all of our malfeasances. God got over it. And so now, since he's not holding our sins against us, he has good things Good thinking, good thoughts toward us. You know, he even told Jeremiah, I know my thoughts I have for you. They're not thoughts of evil. I have good thoughts towards you to give you a future and a hope. David said it like this, How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I tried, I couldn't count all of them. Precious are your thoughts toward me. God, help us to see us like you see us. Help us to really live in truth because Uh, He is the truth, and He thinks in truth, and He speaks in truth, and He wants you to live in that truth. Romans chapter 8. I'm almost through with this for today. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Let's look at this for for a moment because this is going to set us up for the next few weeks. It says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I think I'm in good company here today today to think that most of you or if not all of you would rather have life and peace than death Amen. is that right Am I? okay i'm good i just want to make sure i was in the right church for to be carny, car, car, carny, carny minded <laughs> i'm sorry i brought that carnival from my head right to this microphone for to be carnally minded is death now it doesn't just mean physical death i mean we all know people who we've seen carnal thinking bring death to a marriage bring death to their career, even, even even bring them into sickness. I think, you know, my grandmother, before she uh, w- was saved, my, this is my, my mom's mom, um, She for many years she was paralyzed and gripped by fear and anxiety and those kinds of things. And there was one point in her life where it had such a hold on her where she had, her thoughts were just so consumed with fear that she did not walk out of her door from her house for six months. She was a prisoner in her own home and in her own fears, in her own thoughts. And, uh, But thank God, she's saved now, she loves Jesus, and she's gotten victory over, over those things. But that was a time in her life, I mean, it was awful. And nobody put her there except her, because we're made to dominate. And you have the choice, and you have, as I said, the responsibility and the privilege to change your thinking all the time so that you don't let this world, and because it, it's always trying to influence you with its philosophies, with its ways, with its traditions, to try to get you to think something other than what your heart is saying to you, the thoughts of the heart. And so God is looking at the thoughts of the heart. I thank God for that. He's not, he's not <laughs> judging me uh, uh, or, or d- observing me based on what's happening up here. Whew, we can breathe a sigh of relief there. Okay. And in your life, it's not as important what others think about you as what you think. And I'll say this. God has good things to think about you, but that won't do anything for you until you think that about you. I mean, he can think all these good things, and you can read about that and say, that's cool. But if you don't take responsibility and get those thoughts, make his thoughts your thoughts, then you'll just stay where you are. You'll stay where you are. Um, And you can come out of this. And I want to just talk about what we're going to come into next week. I'm going to talk about strongholds next week, or not next week, the week after, uh, n- n- two weeks from today, uh, because uh, strongholds, how many of you grew up in the 80s, in the church? Let me say in the church in the 80s, like, like a spirit-filled kind of atmosphere, okay? So when we talked about strongholds back then, we were going outside and we were pointing at the sky, and we're commanding the strongholds to come down over our city. We're commanding the strongholds to come down here and here. I'm not sure if that ever even did anything. Because here's the deal. What I found out from the scripture was strongholds are right here. You can call down strongholds over your city all you want, but if, you, if people have strongholds in their minds, then that's never going to change. you got to help the people think different. And then, guess what? The city changes. The people change, the city changes. And and we have to not over-spiritualize this and try to get out here and making war in the heavenlies. What does that mean? Now, Listen, most of this happens right here. Because with the mind, I'm going to serve the flesh, or with the mind, I'm going to serve the spirit. Let's just keep it right down to where it is so that we will actually take responsibility for our actions and quit thinking God just needs to take these thoughts away. He's not going to do that for you. He needs you to grow up. He wants you to get stronger. And if he keeps coming and rescuing you and bailing you of these thoughts, which he's not going to do, but in case he was going to, how would you ever know? How would you ever grow? How would you ever come up? You're made in his image. It's on you to take dominion. Amen. Like I said, this is just the prequel to where we're going. And I hope this has already invested something in you. But uh, I'm very excited about what we're going to be seeing from the Scriptures the next few weeks. And so I want to invite you, please come. Please keep coming because this is going to help you because it's time to upgrade. And I'm going to give you ways. I'm going to give you components that you can take, truths where you can put them in place and really, really upgrade your life. Amen? Upgrade your thinking. So let's, let's pray for a moment. If we could have just every head bowed for just a moment. I, I want to take this moment to just consecrate it to God. Consecrate this to God. Maybe you have become somewhat a victim to your own thinking and you've allowed these thoughts to dominate your life and you keep kind of finding yourself doing the same thing over and over again. But but today, if you'll just respond to God. If you'll just respond to this message and say, Pastor, I need that change. I, I want to get out of this cyclical kind of system that I've put myself in. I want my thoughts to work for me and not against me. And so today I realize that I have just allowed things to slip. I, I've allowed myself to Let thought patterns come in that I know are not healthy for my life. And it's affecting me. It's affecting my health. It's affecting my relationships. And so today I want to respond to this word just by lifting my hands and and saying, I want the change today. I I want the change today. I want the new beginning today. If that's you, just lift your hand where you are right now. Just just as an act of faith here, just responding to the word and saying, today's a new day. Today's a new beginning. That's what I love about this. The word renew means begin again. Begin again. Today you can begin again. Lord, thank you right now for your help for these who have responded here by faith. And Lord, I thank you that you love them with an everlasting love. Thank you, Lord, that you have wisdom for them. You have understanding, knowledge, and insight to get to them. Thoughts, God, that they can get into their own thinking. And Lord, and begin to really experience the life that you came to give us. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Right now, I just speak against any form of condemnation, guilt, and shame. None of that comes from God. We declare that the enemy's mouth is silenced now, and no weapon formed against them will prosper. Every tongue that rises against them in judgment, they shall condemn. So we come against every condemning tongue and say, you will not prosper. I'm not going to spend more time weighing thoughts of guilt and regret. No, no, no. Today I begin again. Say that with me. Today I begin again. Today I begin again. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.